Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Happy Podcast Sunday. Today is a very special day. The most special day 19 years ago that I had had in my life thus far. I warned you all. I kind of hinted that I would try to get Amelia here. And guess what? It worked. I succeeded. Hello. Amelia is here, and I can't wait for her to share some of her funny 19-year-old wisdom, um, her mature wisdom, and just the amazing person she's become. I'm so honored that this little being 19 years ago chose me. (sighs) So she agreed to chat, and we don't know what's going to come out. Mm -mm. We have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say. We did not plan this. We We did not not plan this on purpose because we have lots of fun chats all day. And so the key is just forgetting the microphone is here in a sense and just allowing people to feel your very bright light that I'm sure will shine. (laughs) So we do have some shopping to do after this for her birthday. So we're going to keep it short and keep it fun Mm -hmm. and see what comes out. So I thought of a first icebreaker question because I know you're I know you're a little nervous about this. <laughs> well, I won't hit you with the Miranda Sings impressions because I know you don't want to do that. But um, you recently got a tattoo. I did. I want to hear about that. Um, so I got Artemis on my left shoulder, like um, kind of covers my shoulder, and I got it because as a child, um, I always loved Artemis because I was reading this book series called Percy Jackson and Artemis was in it and she always had a band of hunters and um, animals and she's just super cool and she protects um, young women, dogs and women in childbirth so I really thought that was a good tattoo for me to get and on the side there's three moons which represents you know the, um, what is it? Maiden, Mother and the Crone and it's the anarchy yeah and I found this image of this girl on the moon and I just had to add she needed a weapon so I made her Artemis so she has a bow and an arrow and yeah she there's an old story of her um where she was bathing in a river and this guy saw her and she just shot him dead because she didn't she didn't think that was appropriate yeah she has no mercy for anyone Excuse Excuse me, I'm going to choke on my own tea. (coughs) This is real life. (coughs) Choking on my tea. Uh, Yeah, it's beautiful. So you got that when you were away. I I was not with you. I was away for a month by myself. And I just walked into it. Well, you know, you walk into a tattoo shop. and So yeah, I just went and did it by myself. So did that feel like a rite of passage being almost 19? Yeah, sort of. I probably would have... Like, it was nice to go alone and just do it alone, even though it was kind of scary. Although it really didn't hurt, which I was surprised about. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, thanks. 
so pretty. It's like vintage looking. Yeah, it's very like, uh, what's his name? There's an artist. I think it's Alfonso Mucho or something. It looks very much like his style of art, which I really like. He does a lot of like women and animals. Yeah, two very powerful things. That's funny. Animals. We were looking on the way over at a photo of you when you were how old? I think I was like three or four. I had an, a, a very unhealthy obsession with cats. <laughs> and now I'm so deathly allergic to them. It's weird. But I had so many cat stuffed animals and I was just obsessed with everything about cats. And I always wanted one, but we can never have one because my mom can't. is allergic to them as well. Yeah, it's one of the things maybe I passed down that it's not the nicest yeah but we're working on it right we're working on it we are we have we make up with the seven dogs we have yeah yeah well such a cute photo because you had your hat on you always had this like winter hat on yeah it was like a weird like jester hat it's like i was from like the medieval court or something but i had a bunch of cats it's really really strange unhinged child (laughs) no you were such a cute child you were so creative and fun and i remember you playing that cat game so all right. Well, I don't know. What should we talk about? I don't know, man. This is your podcast. <laughs> See, she's testing me. I'm not always the the most organized interviewer. With so many siblings, ask me some questions. Yeah, we can. I mean, I want to hear about you too, but I guess that is about you, like, because yeah. people ask you all the time, right? Like, how is it to have so many siblings? Yeah. Do you want to ramble about that? Yeah. First of all, I don't even know how to answer this question. I get this. This is like the main question I get all the time, and I don't even know how to answer it. It's just normal to me to have this many siblings. It's fun. It feels like I'm in college, but everyone is just tiny and a little more stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I share a room with two other people, two other girls, and um, yeah, it just feels like a dorm room because everyone has like their bed in their corner. But like, we just like share this weird converted garage. but yeah, it just feels normal. It feels good. I'm definitely glad I'm not an only child. That seems like it would be tough. Um, yeah, it's super fun. Do you remember when it was just you and Egan when you guys were little? Because you guys are still so bonded, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, Egan's my little brother who's 17. Um, do I remember? Not really. I remember the Halloween that we dressed up as Tigger and you were pregnant with Tallulah. That's like the furthest I can remember. But yeah, we had so many games that would make him dress up as a princess and <laughs> do all things since he was my first sibling. And yeah. And now he drives trucks and motorcycles and doesn't wear dresses anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. He drives you around sometimes yeah. here in Kentucky yep. where you don't have your car. I don't like it. <laughs> well, talk about plans. So I grew up in Arizona and I think I'm going to head back there in a few months. And I'll probably try to live both places, you know, spend a few months in Arizona, spend a month here because I really enjoy it there. And I I kind of like Kentucky, but not really. I like how I like seeing my family here, obviously. And uh, we have a nice house and some land. But besides that, it's just kind of like cornfields. <laughs> I mean, they have a good coffee shop, but they have one good coffee shop. It's pretty good. Yeah, coffee is essential. Yeah. In fact, that's one of our stops on the birthday run today we're like the gilmore girls only yeah. how many a decade after yeah. that show yeah. gilmore girls gas station version <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> 2.0 <laughs> so let's talk about what shall we talk about hmm i think people are curious about 
how it might have felt to be homeschooled for so long and some of your experiences and the myths that are around things like that. You know, like how sometimes people talk about just how homeschool kids are weird or like unsocialized. And I think we have our own set of jokes, but (laughs) they definitely are weird. They might carry their stuffed cats around until they're like 11 (laughs) Um, or act like cats even. Not myself, but <laughs> some special individuals I have known. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a a thing around homeschool kids where they're perceived to be pretty weird, and they definitely are very strange. But they're just um, they're just not like everyone else, which I think is good. How so? Um, they're just more into what they like to do. Like you know, like they're more into like a lot of homeschool kids you'll meet are like obsessed with one thing. Like, a lot of them do, like, computer programming or, like, they're, like, you know, theater kids or, like, they have something and they're just obsessed with it and that's, like, all they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just, like, that? different. Like, they don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, they just dress different and act different and, like, they're, like, more fun. They're more just, like, random. You know what I mean? Why do you think that is? Well, probably because in school, you know, you're judged more for everything. Um... Yeah, you're ju- I think that's the main thing. Like, they're not being judged by other kids as much. I mean, they might be, but <laughs> if you act like a cat, I can't help you. <laughs> what about some downsides of having been homeschooled? Because okay, yeah. for the record, you went to school, like you went to a little Waldorf kindergarten for a tiny amount of time, which yeah. you could talk about that if you wanted. You really love that. Yeah, I did, mainly because I really like. I liked ha- like having time with the kids and the teacher, and I loved having projects. And I didn't always feel motivated to get projects done at home because like no one was like I don't have a class or like, people like pushing me to do it. So I enjoyed that. Um, I didn't really have time to do anything else though. Like I used to do yoga and help teach kids yoga, and I stopped doing all that because I was in school, which sucked. But I really enjoyed um, the experience. I went to like a Waldorf school for like a year with some of my uh, friends when I was little. And that was really fun. But besides that, I haven't been to school. And yeah, I think I would have just missed being around more kids my age. But also not being around a lot of kids my age has just given me the skills or whatever you call it to be friends with a lot of different ages. Like I have friends who are 15 and 14. And then I have friends who are like 30 in their 30s. We share a lot of friends. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, I think that's so good for people to hear. And I don't know if that's everyone or just you, but you've always been mature for your age. So the fact that you have had 30-year-old friends for a while, like, doesn't seem strange. I was was the kid at the park talking to the mom, and I was, like, (laughs) died. (laughs) My favorite question is, what did you have for dinner? And I asked everybody. That was so weird. Yeah. That's what I mean by weird homeschool. Like, who asks that? Like, what the fuck? Well, it was just your icebreaker. Yeah. It's like, what did you have for dinner? Um. Yeah, I like having some of the same friends. I think that yeah. feels fun. And even nowadays, like, I don't know if new friends or clients come by and they're like 30, they're like closer to your age. Yeah, and so it's fun. But also you and Margo are like a good chunk of years apart. How many years? Mm, 12, I think. Yeah. So like, that's really anything once you're older. So like, as I'm growing up, like the friends that were like eight or nine years apart aren't really that old. You know what I mean? That much older anymore. Yeah. And... Yeah, and I still have, like, my, you know, 15-year-old friends that I share with my 15-year-old sister, 
we had a lot of the same friends or you know my brother everyone just kind of grew up we were kind of the fun house i feel like all the kids like to come over because the house is a little bit crazy a little bit unsupervised at times <laughs> and, and like the best way but kids like that especially if they came from a house that was a little bit more strict or they were only children and stuff like that yeah hmm we have to keep passing the microphone back and forth well that's fun to hear maybe we'll meet more more kids around but I think that's a really cool perspective like how do you think that's shaped you like just having friends of different ages and not you know kind of like being restrained with discipline and although you were never the kind of kid that like needed a lot of discipline in my opinion yeah I mean granted I can't really do like I don't know the quadratic formula whatever the fuck I don't even know what that is um (laughs) but yeah I think it's just healthy to be able to learn about people all different ages because everyone has different problems and different perspectives and if you're just talking to like 15 year olds or like you know my age 19 year olds like no one knows what they're doing I mean no one really knows what they're doing anyway but um it's just like limited they're just like the same you know if you're 19 a lot of the same 19 year olds are going through the same stuff but if you're talking to like 25 year olds or different age groups then you can just know what everyone's kind of going through and like different perspectives because everyone has one yeah that's so true Mm -hmm. so let's talk about one of your passions Mm -hmm. which is photography i want to hear you talk about how that started for you and how you got into that well as a kid i really enjoyed art like all kinds of art but i was just never good at it like never like i just wasn't that great because drawing is hard and so but one day I asked for a camera because I was also obsessed with spies and I thought that if I had a camera I could spy on people and take their photo it was really creepy (laughs) I definitely had my fair share of just finding random people and taking their photo but I was like 11 so we'll let it slide but so I got my first camera I think on my 13th birthday it was just like a little point and shoot like can't like Kodak it was like you know 50 bucks or something but and I just loved it and then I saved up for a better camera and I would just take it everywhere shoot everything it was probably pretty annoying but I really just enjoyed it and since we always have something interesting happening in the house you know with 10 kids never a dull moment there's always something to take photos of so I was just always taking photos and then I started apprenticing with one of our friends and she's a wedding photographer and I kind of got into it that way and I apprenticed for about a year and I've been working with her for the past three years and I just really love it. I just love that you can just capture, basically stop time with photos. It's kind of what it is. And, like, I love looking at old photographs. I wish we had more, you know, old, old ones of, like, grandparents and great-grandparents. And I just think it's so cool. You can just capture a feeling and um, just, yeah, you can just capture how it felt to be in that moment for other people to see. And I like that. What was the moment... Or the photo where you thought, I love this. I don't really know if there's an exact photo. One of them I can th- that pops into my mind is um, my little sister, Ever. I We were walking through the shopping center, and there was this just like bench by itself with the street post right next to it. And um, 
it really reminded me of like this the lamppost that they have in Narnia you know and so I sat her on the bench and I took a photo and it was a black and white photo and it just looks really like timeless it could have been taken 50 years ago or 10 years in the future and I really just like that yeah yeah I love how you get inspired in like stage photos often like at home just like hey it's time for photos like where do these ideas come in like do you kind of see it in your head first I get a lot of inspiration from old things, like vintage things. I get a lot of inspiration from like different time periods, like the 20s and the 50s, and I like looking through old photographs. And I get a lot, ins- a lot of inspiration from them. I, got a, I get a lot of inspiration from, there's a photographer named Finn. He's just Finn on Instagram. Um, he's from Wales and does a lot of like just children and like his home life. And I get a lot of inspiration from him. What's your favorite subject to photograph? Probably kids and families. Because okay. um, I think it's easy to capture what it feels like to be a kid, and everyone sometimes people forget. But, you know, you can kind of capture what it feels like, and kids are just the happiest little creatures. So to be able to capture that is, like, pretty cool. Yeah. You can feel it through them. Well, we'll link to Amelia's Instagram account so that you all can check out her. You have to hire me. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> need money. She's doing awesome. I mean, imagine that you were so talented at something and you loved it so much. And in this day and age, you could confidently say that you didn't spend a shitload of money on like a training I mean, you have been working and essentially you are in an apprenticeship, but you've been paid for that, which is different than something like midwifery. But in other words, you haven't spent like $100,000 on like a college education for photography. And I will say you're like the best photographer I've ever seen. You baby girl. (laughs) (laughs) A little biased, but I mean it. I mean, you've you've done a couple of births. Mm -hmm. We've done that together. Do you want to talk about some of those? I mean, I've only done two. Olivia's and yours yeah and those were cool they were kind of like spontaneous like I was just got pretty lucky because they were both in the daytime Mm -hmm. and I haven't really done any night births I have one that I could go to but right now my camera's broken so only if I can get it repaired in time but yeah those were cool too I would like to do more birth photography for sure it's just hard because you know you have to be on call for just random weeks at a time Yeah. yeah I can appreciate photography but I have not taken awesome photos myself so with birth like how do you get those amazing photos like some of my most favorite of my own photos of Cove's birth were the ones Amelia took and I don't know I don't know how you did it I don't know either I honestly just think I I just get lucky (laughs) people was like how do you take photos I'm like I I have no idea I just have a camera (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing um yeah I don't know it's just I think I just enjoy doing it so you can kind of tell and also, it's a cool thing to photograph, so I don't even know if it would matter who took the photo. Oh, I mean, I think that's very humble, but the truth is, it does matter. There's something about the way your eye sees things that then the camera captures, don't you think? I mean, that's another thing cool about photography, is you can kind of see how other people see the world, like the photographer, because, I mean, everyone sees the world differently, but that's only really super apparent through art, and especially through photography. You can just tell how other people see it. And it's crazy how everyone can capture it differently just, you know, with a camera. Just because their eyes are all different. 
So no pressure, but do you think you'll continue taking photos and what like, how do you think that'll evolve over the next little bit in the next decade? Um, well, in Arizona, <coughs> sorry, um, I have a lot of business. Like, you know, I know a lot of people there and I grew up there, so it's easier for me to get work there. Um, I think I'll continue to do weddings for a little while. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, do you like that? Um, I do. I do. I like some of them more than others. Like, it just depends on the people, really, and if I like the people. Yeah, um, yeah I enjoy that. I really enjoy sports photography and skate, <coughs> skate photography. So, doing more of that, doing more... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Doing, like, editorial stuff, but, um, like, my style, you know? Mm. <laughs> Just going to take a coughing break <laughs> for a second. It's okay. We're both choking on tea. No, I'm not choking on tea. I drink water. Oh, I don't have much left, oh, but you're welcome okay. to it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Just doing more... Just, like, making more cool photographs, like, for ads or, like, um, businesses and just helping people sell their stuff with my art. That's kind of what I want to do. Yeah, that reminds me. It's, like, a, a mother's bragging moment. When, what was the whole, um, like, job you had a while ago? One of your first, like, <clears throat> real professional jobs with products, remember? The vessel thing? Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I have a friend in Sedona, uh, and he's all into the outdoors gear and stuff. And um, there were these little things, these little like first aid kits, and like these little like boxes, and they became super popular. And so I was doing some shoots for them. And um, and yeah, thanks to him because he always sees my vision, and he's always involved with those kind of people. So he's gotten me a lot of work, which is super nice of him. Um, but it was like Red Bull. Magazine yeah, it was for Red Bulletin, which is Red Bull Magazine. And it was just for an ad for one of the, they're called Vessels. Just going to, yeah, give them a free ad. <laughs> yeah, Amelia is such a manifester. <laughs> that's something that's, like, really so cool to see develop. So even as a little kid, like, if there's something she wanted to do or wanted even, like, it would eventually just kind of come to fruition. So I don't know. Do you want to talk about your manifesting skills like how how you create what you're seeing and what you want in your life because that's pretty cool to know at 19 do you think I know that <laughs> I don't know if I, I do, do. Um, I don't know I mean well what happened recently like a good example is like you thinking okay maybe I want to move back to Arizona yeah. and so tell the story well I just told it to one of my friends I was like I think I want to move back and then um, like the night after I told him that I um got a text from my friend and she was like i'm moving out of my house like it's a super cheap room like you can have it if you want and i don't know i think i always just i'm like such a dreamer like i'm always just thinking about it and like i like feel what it feels like if that actually happened and then it does like not with everything obviously but like it's happened quite a few times just like i already think it's i already like i just know exactly what it'll feel like and then it just eventually either happens or it doesn't that's called magic. So cool. Uh, I don't know. Anything, any other things you're interested in that you wanted to share? Like other passions or projects you're working on right now? Or, I don't know, hopes for like this next year? 
I'm working on a project called um, Life Behind the Lens, and it's where I'm telling stories about the photographers, you know, behind the cameras. <coughs> Sorry, my throat is so dry for some reason. Um, so yeah, it hasn't really gone anywhere yet. I'm still working on all the interviews, but you can find it on Instagram at Life Behind the Lens or Life Behind the Lens. I think it's .org. Yeah, we'll link it too. So yeah, that's a fun, fun new project. The hottest sister in the world. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How is it to be the oldest girl of a bunch of girls? I mean, we do have boys too, but how is it? It's super fun. They're like like my best little friends. Like, I love them so much. Yeah. Especially my sister, Tallulah, who's 15. We're just like, yeah, she's just so funny. Like, it's like a different level than a best friend because you can just be so weird and so gross at times. <laughs> and it's just fine. You have to plug that in. Um, yeah, there's just absolutely no filter. We're ridiculous, unhinged, crazy. It's so much fun. And then the little girls kind of join in sometimes, and that's super funny. But we have a lot of fun. She's super weird. Wouldn't you say so? Sorry, plugging in computer break. Thank goodness you noticed that. I don't know what is wrong with this outlet. Yeah, it's the most fun as a mother to see how sisters can be. And yes, of course, they don't always get along. Like, that's the truth. But my sister and I had such a crazy, like, not close relationship. And that was my only sibling. So it's like really healing for me to see that sisters, even the same year apart, my sister and I are four years apart and Amelia and Tallulah are four years apart, like to see that they can be best friends and they can live together and they can have fun and they can kind of have their whole little life is like, so it's like one of the best gifts of being a mom. Yeah. She's so funny. She calls me baby girl. (laughs) She says, if no one marries you, baby girl, I will. (laughs) Well, that's a good segue. <laughs> Should we talk about relationships or just growing up, like becoming a woman in this day and age? I think there's so many mm-hmm. topics about that. I don't know. Basically, none. <laughs> hmm. Where do we start? Well, I mean, it's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it feel to be in your generation right now with everything that's going on? Like, what's your take on it? And I'm going to turn the heat down while you do that. I don't know. I feel like I should be 90 years old. I don't know if I belong in this body. (laughs) Um, I think it's definitely crazy. And my um, generation is definitely different. Um, I don't always agree with how how they see things or what they say. Like I said, I think I'm just an actual grandma. Um, I think a lot of it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you've always been kind of like a old soul. There's more water up front if you want to go get some. All right, Amelia is needing more water, so she's going to go up front. Yeah, she's always been an old soul in a young body when she was little. Um, again, totally mother bragging moment, but she always was the kid, even out of all of them now, I think, that was so easy. Like, And I always tell her, you know, when she was one, or two even like we would just we just had life as normal Jason and I when she was little like we just brought her everywhere and she sat at tables in restaurants and I need to note this I didn't call the mom and dad I called them Mary and Jason <laughs> which is so weird <laughs> yeah she 
was a really funny little kid. Like she had us laughing a lot and she said really insightful things that we still to this day remember. Oh, when she was little and this is, you know, you don't remember a lot of things and the more kids you have, the harder it is, but used to say what matters. And Jason and I still say it because it's like the existential quote that came from a one year old. (laughs) Nothing does. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. What does matter? I don't know. I just think the only thing for me is just the people in your life. That's the only thing that actually matters to me. Because without them, it's pretty empty. Whether it's your friends or your family, just all of them. Your team, if you're online, like, you know, just the people in your life make it what it is, I think. So what keeps you with that focus? Like, there's so much negativity in the world and, like, yucky stuff. Like, what keeps you grounded and, like... For other kids your age that are like having a hard time with all the choices and things going on, like is there other other things you would share with them about what you do or don't do? What do you mean? <clears throat> I don't know. Just like how you stay you're pretty together for a nineteen year old. Like a lot of adults aren't this together, so are there like practices you have or like things you do in your life or like a perspective that you keep that's helpful i always try to keep the perspective of when i was a little kid <clears throat> or like you know one of my little siblings because i remember so vividly and well like how i saw things when i was a little kid and that really really hasn't changed very much like i've become more aware of like the bad things happening in the world but i was always kind of aware of them and they always kind of like upset me you know i was super like passionate about like the rainforest and weird Aww. stuff that's right (laughs) i wrote letters to weird old men that never wrote me back that's right i remember wasn't it the The yeah the palm oil amelia was really into not using palm oil and i didn't eat banana laffy taffy for like a (laughs) solid five years (laughs) (laughs) has palm oil in case you didn't know yeah she was quite the environmentalist i kind of forgot about that but I feel like you're still so connected to the earth. Like out of the out of all the kids, you're one of the ones that like I know remembers that stuff. Mm. Yeah, I would say actually that's pretty much how I would stay grounded. I mean, I grew up in a place where I could just walk outside and be outside, and I would for you remember I would just go on adventures. I would just like get a backpack and just like go off into like the wilderness and maybe come back later. But yeah, just the nature I think just inspires me and keeps me grounded. Because I feel, you know, mostly, like, that'll keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know. So I would say, yeah, nature, other people, reading. I meditate occasionally when I can get, like, two seconds of quiet, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, a couple birth questions, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. But I think because people here care. Um <coughs> I don't know what you want to share. I was reflecting just that you've seen more births than most people and just like what that's been like for you and what you'll kind of take into maybe your own journey, assuming you choose that at some point. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think for a lot of people, birth is such like a foreign thing. Like they're like, whoa, like you've seen people be born. Like I just forget that that's like not a regular thing. So... 
I think a lot of people probably think it's like scary or weird, you know, especially my age, but I've just seen it so many times. Um, it just is just like part of life and obviously you're obsessed with it, so <laughs> it's a part of life there too. Um, you know, we just have random naked burning women on our walls <laughs> on canvas. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, it's just always been around, and I'm thankful for that because that's one aspect of life that I'm, I don't really feel like scared about or anything. I think it's an important one to not feel scared about. Um, yeah, I think I'll have kids eventually, but I feel like I have them right now some days. So <laughs> yeah, Amelia's a good caretaker. Yeah. How about things like you know just sex and like bodies and like all the things that teenagers are kind of like embarrassed about? Like how has that been growing up? in a house where naked ladies are on the walls i mean that part's a bit normal <laughs> i mean i feel like i was never given the talk really? yeah i feel like we just kind of like i mean no the little kids know everything like i didn't know anything like i didn't know like, seriously i didn't know anything until i was like 14 i was like such a sheltered little old lady child but the little kids, yeah, they know everything now. It's, I mean, everyone talks about it. We make a lot of, like, that's what she said jokes and, like, just horrible things. <laughs> my mom does not like it. She, my dad makes them all with us. It's really fun. And everyone, yeah, nowadays, I mean, we all just, like, talk about it all the time. But, like, when we were little, it was very, like, I mean, I didn't have any older siblings to talk about it with. But, um, yeah, so I'd say it's pretty, like, talked about in our house pretty funny everyone just makes it like a joke it's just like a running joke <laughs> yeah laughter is good you were a sheltered child though like and I think it was just the way you were and being the first like yeah well sheltered is not bad I just like wasn't aware of anything till I was like much older like I just lived in like this like fairy world pretty much till I was like 14. I think that's great though. And I think there is no right way, like when you're the parent to do it. But I feel like if you have a child, especially the first child, that's kind of like as innocent in nature as yeah. you were that like, I wanted to preserve that, you know, cause we have some kids that like their personalities are just different. Like they sort of weren't born that innocent. They were, born to be innocent. <laughs> they were not born to be innocent. Right. No, I was so innocent. I so kind of am. I'm just like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It's probably like a not, not in a different life or something. But yeah, like ever, she's not born to be innocent. No, she knows everything. She knows everything. <laughs> she surprises me. I'm like, really? I mean, that's how it works. <laughs> she's like seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should do one with her. That would be so entertaining. Yeah, that would be fun if I, I could get her to talk. <laughs> she says the most random funny things, so I don't know how she'd be. She, t she told me two things. She said she's not marrying a man that makes squash for dinner. I mean, you can't blame her. And number two, she's also not marrying anyone that says yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, Ever is, yeah. She's a super old soul in a body. If Amelia was an old soul, I don't know. Ever's got a couple thousand lifetimes on you. Yeah, Ever's like rocks old. <laughs> Older than rocks. <laughs> Except she's just cute little blonde girl that just like says really inappropriate things. <laughs> she's just like Michael Scott in a little girl's body. <laughs> well, any other topics or things you'd want to share? 
um, and I loved animals, and I had like 300 stuffed animals. I was quite a hoarder, or a collector, some might say. Um, and then I got my first dog when I was like five, and it was a chihuahua, so I, but I couldn't say chihuahua at the time, so I, what did I say? I said chihuahua. I don't think you said chihuahua. Chihuahua, something weird. And I've contributed to my mom's unhealthy dog obsession. We used to volunteer at the shelter. We'd... Oh, yeah, more than a few. Um, and now, yeah, do we have six or seven? I think I said seven, but I think it's six. But yeah, people also ask, how do you have so many dogs? It's just normal. They're so cute. I love them all. I miss Basil, though. Well, you have a weird little dog to take care of that misses you, and you're going to have to figure out how to get your weird little dog to your new location which yeah i feel like it's still making me sad but i get it i get that people have to move out i always call her my witch pet because i can never have a black cat because i'm allergic but she kind of acts like and looks like a cat she's just like you know those weird pets that kids bring to hogwarts and her name is august <laughs> what's her real name <laughs> we started calling her shimmy it's just like so weird and sometimes we even call her slinky because she just like moves like a slinky very weird and then shimmy we know is actually what she's called it's a funny name but i do call her shimmy we know that's what she responds to she's like from outer space this dog is from outer space i don't think she's ever going to die she's like black and bug-eyed and like five pounds super weird she kind of looks like dobby sometimes it's super weird i love her so much she sleeps in my armpit Well, this has been a fun interview. Yeah, very it's very random, but that's okay. Random is good. Uh, do you have any kind of like hopes and dreams or things you're thinking going into your next, I don't know if I want to say 20 years, because that seems very far ahead, 10 years or like, what are you thinking? There's lots of cool um, things on the horizon for you. I want to go to Scotland and Ireland. I'm waiting for all this weird stuff to be done in the world, though which may never happen who knows um i also want to get like a rv and travel but i'm waiting to kidnap a nice man to bring along with me <laughs> wherever he might be <laughs> um lots more photography and traveling um i'm a part of the martial arts group so doing more of that um yeah just traveling and meeting more people and hanging out with you guys and um yeah, just living the life. Living the life. Living the life. Well, I taught you well then. Yeah. That's the that's the point. Live the yeah. life. Go live, live your life. best life. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I love you. I love you. Thanks for being here. Happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> and we're going to go do some shopping. I'm going to go buy some d- dead trees to draw on. <laughs> I need more paper. Yeah, simple birthday request, uh, a stop at the craft store. So we're going to get coffee maybe, I don't know, yeah. craft store. Yeah, caffeine. caffeine problem. I mean, we both really drink decaf though, so I don't know. We like coffee though. Yeah, uh, so check out Amelia's Instagram. I'm sure she'd love more followers. If you're in Arizona, she's available for family photos and maternity photos. If you're not in Arizona, I also travel. <laughs> yeah, she's willing to travel for special events. Uh, if you're in Kentucky, even better, because she hasn't really 
done anything here, but the backdrop is so beautiful. So I'm sure there are people here that would like love whatever, maybe business photos or pet photos. I have no idea what people want. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. It's been a really grand 19 years so far with Amelia. And I love her so much. Thanks for listening. Bye.